It's the HBCU Report don't with Bob Calloway. Don't this hit make my people wanna? 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 Act the fool. You better watch out. Be bringing the cops out. Come on, street soldiers is ringing them shots out. Short circuit and blacking the blocks out. Now open up the garage and pull the drops out. Rocking the fur coat, bringing the blue fox out. Diamonds yeah. light up the block, bringing the blue rocks out. While until all of my crew knocks out. Come on, get your ass up on the floor. Throw your hands if you want some more. Baby, wiggle your crotch out. And peep the way we be blowing them spots out. Come on, look how we got them ready to act out. Girl, I'm ready to get the twist in your back Let's out. Go. Come on, drink yak till I'm falling out. Yeah, flat on his back. Now watch your brother crawling out. Come on, said Buster. What's up, son? See them girl rolling. Uh, uh-huh. And it look like. Come on. The ass is just swollen. Yeah, the ass getting big but now. But your man be sitting. Uh huh. Then what you gonna say? What we gonna tell him? You gonna tell that brother? That's the Kabasi. Yeah. You gonna tell that brother? That's the Kabasi. Yeah. Everybody singing now. That's the Kabasi. Yeah. Everybody singing now. Shake it off. Too much hair on your chocha. Shave it off. Come on, jump smack your ass and break it off. And if it's too hot for y'all, you need to take it off. Right. In case you ain't knowing, <laughs> we on a roll now. Diddy, like we been stumbled on a pot of gold, man. Come on, food spilling all out yeah. of the bowl now. <laughs> Money thick and harder to fold now. Come on. Ladies, tell me if you're feeling alright. And are you sure that you up to doing it? Right. I like this. Listen, before you ask back, <laughs> That we ain't even black yet. Come on. People all around and it's the rap police shut down the block. And the club ain't even packed yet. Come on. Enough drinking at the bar. Hold it down. Wallet now till the club is closed down. Talk to that buster. What's up, son? Hey, them girl rolling. Uh-huh. And it look like. Come on. The ass is just swollen. And the ass getting big but now. Your man baby sitting. Uh huh. Then what you gonna say? What we gonna tell him? You gonna tell that brother? That's a cabossi. You gonna tell that brother? That's a cabossi. Everybody singing now. That's a cabossi. Everybody singing now. That's a cabossi. Don't this hit make my people wanna? 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 Rob a bank, I'm saying cash rule, bust it. Let's get this money and act like a damn fool. Connecting the SWAC, the MEAC, SIAC, and the CIAA, the HBCU experience lives here. It's the HBCU Report with Bob Calloway. Welcome into another edition of the HBCU Report for Thursday, June 25th, 2020. I am your host, Rob Calloway. Don't forget, follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HBCU Report. When we're not here, we're there. There is sportsnewsandbrews.com, your official source for sports, black news, political news, and the latest on your favorite craft beers. Man, so much has um, happened in the last 48 hours since we last talked to you guys. And man, oh man, the big story, Tuesday night, when I joined the uh, Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Charles and Mike, you know, 
Dr. Cavill was really, really teasing this whole Bethune Cookman to the swag thing. He kept asking, oh, y'all sure? Are y'all sure y'all don't think it'll work? Are y'all sure? But of course, Dr. Cavill is like the, the, the be all know all when it comes to these moves within these HBCUs. And so um, I got a, a, um, a tweet earlier today from some, I don't even remember where the tweet was from, but then I saw that Dr. Cavill retweeted but then when I went back to try to find the tweet, it was gone. So I thought that maybe somebody had just got ahead of themselves and the whole Bethune Cookman swag thing wasn't really a, a thing. Okay. So something told me, man, call your folks down there. Go ahead and just pick up the phone and call your folks down there in Daytona and see, and see if they just going to give you an inkling, a clue as to what's going on. And man, yeah, I got confirmation. I did get confirmation that uh, Bethune Cookman is leaving the MEAC, headed to the SWAC. What does this mean for the SWAC, ladies and gentlemen? Well, this means several things. This means that somebody has got to leave the East to go to the West. So who's going to the West? I guess it will be Alcorn State University. Good. Good. Not not sure if that's going to be who's going to go them or Jackson State, but somebody's got to go to the West. And if I had to if I had to pick, I would say it has to be Alcorn. You know why I wanted to be Alcorn? Just because they've dominated the East for so long. Yeah, y'all going over there to the West, and you Grambling and Southern, y'all just knock each other out and see who can who can make it out the West to the SWAC championship. This is unbelievable, ladies and gentlemen. I mean. When FAM announced that they were leaving, and again, you know, as of right now, I'm looking at my email. I do not have, I do not have the official press release, even though I know that it's coming. I know that it's coming. But anyway, it's, it's, it's really unbelievable. When we talked about Florida A&M leaving the MEAC and everybody was saying, oh man, this is the beginning of the end for the MEAC. And you know what? I I, I thought that, the MEAC might be able to hold on. You know, I thought that if Bethune Cookman stayed in place, uh, South Carolina State, if they stay in place, even though, from my understanding, they've had a meeting. South Carolina State has had a meeting about what they're going to do moving forward. Uh, I don't know if uh, if if they're going down or if they're going to stay in place, but then Delaware State has also uh, held a meeting this week, you know, to, to talk about... Um, what they're going to do as far as if they're going to stay in the MEAC, if they're going somewhere else, then I'm hearing about Howard possibly going to the Patriot League or the Ivy League. I mean, this is really, really, really getting to be unbelievable when you, um, man, when you, when you just think about the landscape of, of HBCU football, just what, just, I say, 24 months ago before the whole Hampton thing I guess they all had to go back what 36 months but prior to the whole Hampton thing just everything seemed like it was all like <laughs> it was peaches and cream it, it was harmony everybody was good the HBCU landscape was good you know you might have had one or two schools that you know might n- might have needed to go down but they stuck around stuck around or they moved like Savannah State moved back to the SIAC um it's really, 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 really hard to believe that we're talking about a major shift, a major shift in HBCU athletics. Just 
with, with these two Florida schools, FAMU and Bethune Cookman, making that move unfreaking believable. And this is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway hanging out with you Thursday night. Thank you for uh, tuning in to the show. For for those of you that are just tuning in for the very first time or uh, you've missed any of our previous episodes here lately, don't forget you can go back and relive any of those moments on demand 24-7 via Spreaker, iHeartRadio, the TuneIn Radio app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or any platform where great podcasts are served. All right. Um, what else we got going on? Oh, you know what? Shouts out to Ken Rashad of HBCUsports.com. Uh, for those of you that were listening Tuesday night, we had Rudy Hubbard, the only HBCU football coach to win a NCAA football championship. He did so back in 78 with the 78 Rattlers. They knocked off uh, the University of Massachusetts, UMass, in the inaugural D1AA National Championship game. Uh, Ken actually picked the the article I mean the interview up man wrote a a hell of an article around the interview and man that thing is nationwide now so big shouts out to Ken Rashad HBCU Sports man glad that um, you know glad to see that the work that we do on this side you know is actually getting some recognition because you know we've been doing this thing for a minute and uh, Ken Rashad and that HBCUsports.com is um, you know like the granddaddy the granddaddy of HBCU websites. And so it, that was a, a huge honor. And so I had to make sure that I uh, definitely uh, showed love in, in that regards. This is the HBCU Report. Don't forget, we are celebrating, we are commemorating the year 2002 right here on the show all week long. And so uh, coming up in the next two minutes, we will take a look back at 2002. Uh, what else we got going on tonight? Man, it's, man, it is... Lord have mercy. It, it is so much going on right now. FAMU and Jackson State. Uh, that was the other big news that I actually was going to open the show up with before I got the confirmation about the whole Bethune-Cookman thing. Um, Jackson State is going to open the season against uh, Florida A&M. As, as we all know, Jackson State actually had um, had their uh, game, the, what is it? The uh, Southern Heritage Classic was actually canceled. And so Jackson State has added Florida A&M to the football schedule for the upcoming season. And so that game will be played September 12th at Jackson State. And so here we are already getting a little preview, if you will, of what the SWAC East is going to look like in 2021. And so um, that's a big deal. But but here's the thing. And I know we got to fill out the schedules and we got to do this and we got to do that. But I'm going to just be very honest, y'all. I don't think we're having sports. I, I don't think we're having them. I think everybody is doing their job. Is there, Everybody's doing exactly what they're paid to do, you know, and that is to either promote the university's athletic program or to put these schedules together or get your uh, coaching staff together and, and have, have your plan of action together. But I don't think we're going to see any sports prior to January. You know, because when you look at the professional ranks, when you look at everything that's going on within the professional ranks and we're seeing that these professional athletes uh, are being diagnosed with COVID, you know, you got to kind of pay attention. You got to pay attention. You you don't want to put the kids out there and put them at risk. And Lord forbid, you know, because COVID is a killer. So Lord forbid somebody dies like, yeah, you don't really want that blood on your hands. And if you're talking about, Swack, Miak, football. Here's the thing. 
if you're the MEAC, you definitely want this season to happen because you need you need fam, you need that Bethune Cookman thing. How both of those teams to go ahead and generate some revenue for the conference because if there is no football, there's no sports in 2020, the fall of 2020. We won't see fam you. We won't see Bethune Cookman again until they make their debut in the swag. And you know, there's that. <laughs> there's that. Uh, and as I mentioned just a minute ago, uh, we are celebrating, commemorating the year 2002. So uh, before we get ready to go to commercial break, let's quickly uh, take a look back at the year 2002. It was April 25th of 2002 that Lisa Lefty Lopez of TLC uh, died in Honduras from injuries suffered in a single car accident. In music, the Eminem show, the fourth studio album by Eminem was released May 26th of 2002. And Lord Willing, the debut studio album by Malice and Pusha T, also known as Clips, was released on August 20th of 2002. At the box office, Drumline, starring Nick Cannon, Zoe Saldana, uh, Leonard Roberts, and Orlando Jones, was released December 13th of 2002. And just a quick side note, this is one of the biggest mistakes I ever made in my life. I had the opportunity of being a part of the, the Drumline cast. My, my former high school, Southwest Cab, was Atlanta A&T. And uh, my former band director, Don Roberts, had invited everybody to come back. And it was a paid opportunity. And, I mean, folks still cashing checks from Drumline to this day. But because I thought I was too grown, I was like, uh, a band movie? Nah, I'm good. And then it turned out to be a cult classic. Hmm. Uh, and then Brown Sugar. Uh, that was one of my favorite movies. Brown Sugar starring Tay Diggs and Sonia Lathan opened in theaters October 11th of 2002 in sports. The Los Angeles Lakers swept the New Jersey Nets to win their third straight NBA title. Shaquille O'Neal won his third straight NBA Finals MVP award. And Phil Jackson won his ninth title and his third three-peat. Wow. And that is a look back at 2002. Coming up on the other side, man, I'm going to piggyback off of something that I saw on HBCU Sports on the thread today. Is it time for the SWAC to abandon ESPN? I've talked at lengths about this uh, previously, and so we're going to talk more about that. Uh, coming up on the other side, this is the HBCU Report. I am Rod Calloway. We'll be right back. Open calendar. What's my schedule looking like? Next Thursday, you will be caught in an emergency flash flood between Park and First Street. What? No, no, that, that doesn't work. I'm, I'm busy then. Decline. De- decline. Floods don't exactly work around your schedule. Disasters don't plan ahead. But you can. It starts with talking to your loved ones about making an emergency plan. So don't wait. Communicate. Visit gema.ga.gov. Brought to you by GEM, HSA, Ready Georgia, FEMA, and the Ad Council. If you missed the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway, here's what you missed. On the line right now with Ryan Ritter, the head basketball coach of the men's program at Bethune-Cookman University. Uh, you get ready for the MEAC tournament, and then the pandemic happens. Uh, how disappointing was it for not only you, but for your kids that you didn't get to participate in any postseason play? You know, that was a really tough day. Uh, we had six seniors that uh, was a really special group. They, they had won a lot of games in the two to three years they've been here. You know, we, we really felt, and I'm sure a lot of teams felt this way, but we really felt like we were playing um, as good a basketball anybody in our league. You know, we had taken a couple lumps and, and we had kind of gone through a rough patch, but really that last month of the season, those six guys had gelled and, and we, were, we were playing really well. So we actually were at pregame meal um, three hours away from game time and we got the word that there was going to be no more conference tournament. HBCU sports fans, you finally have a voice. This is the HBCU yo, Report yo. with Rob Calloway. 
I go by the name, go by the name I'm of Pharrell from the Neptunes, the Neptunes. and I just want to let y'all know, I'm your push the world, the world is about to feel, about to feel something, something that I'm they never felt before. Come on. Ghetto to ghetto, the backyard to yard. I sell it whip on whip. It's off the hard. I'm the neighborhood pusher. Call me subwoofer. Cause I pump bass like that jack. On or off the track. I'm heavy cuz. Ball to your father. Shoot the duck to the Fetty Gov. Sorry my love, but I'm seeing through these eyes. Benz convoys with the wagon on the side. Only big boys keep deuces on the ride. Gucci Chuck Taylor with the dragon on the side. Man, I make a buck while I scram. I'm trying to show y'all who the fuck I am. Jews is flirting, be damned if I'm hurting. Legend in two games like I'm Pee Wee Kirkland. Platinum on the block with consistent hits. While Pharrell keep talking this music shit. Bake them cakes as fast as I can. And you can tell by how my bread stack up. Then disguise it as rap so the feds back up. Watch it like my whip, like my chick topless. Doing a buck six with me in the cockpit. Grinding cousin, I got holes for a dozen. Even 11.5 if I see you keep it coming in my way. That's just as heavy as my name. So much dough, I can't swear I won't change. Excuse me if my wealth got me full of myself. Cocky something that I just can't help. Especially when them 20s is spinning like windmills and the ice. 32 below minus the wind chill. Filthy, the word that best defines me. I'm just grinding, man. Y'all never mind me. about fame. Them days I wasn't able, there was always came. Four and a half will get you in the game. Anything less is just a goddamn shame. Guess the way my watch got blue chips in the face. Glock with two tips, whoever gets in the way. Not to mention the hideaway that rests by the lake. Consider my raw demeanor, the icing on the cake. I'm, I'm grinding. like a cripple. Balance weight through the hood. Kids call me Mr. Sniffles. Other hand on my nickel. Plated whistle, one eye closed, I'll hit you. As if I was slick, Rick, my aim is still an issue. Lose your soul in whichever palm I'm holding. One will leave you frozen, the other nodding, dozing. I'm grinding, Jack. Classic right there. Malice, Pusha T, also known as The Clips with Grinding, right here on the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway hanging out with you guys Thursday night. Thank you for uh, tuning into the show, however you may be listening. Uh, Shouts out to uh, Coach Mo Williams and the uh, crew over there at Alabama State. They made it official today. Trace Young has officially signed on to be a member of the Alabama State University men's basketball program. Uh, Of course, uh, many of you are familiar with this kid. Uh, Coming out of high school, he was a three-star. He was rated a three-star by ESPN, 24-7 Sports and Rivals. And he originally signed with Wyoming, coming out of uh, Mount Zion Prep School in Baltimore. 
And so um, after a few stops, uh, you know, he's now in the hornet's nest. So shouts out to Mo Williams and the crew over there. Jennifer Lynn Williams, the athletic director, uh, doing big things. Also, my guy, Travis Jerome, um, sports information director over there at Alabama State. All right. So uh, before we went to break, you know, we were, you know, talking. We were talking. Yes, we were. We were talking about the whole uh, SWAC situation. And now that, you know, we know without knowing, but we know that Bethune Cookman is, is uh, SWAC bound. And so uh, I was on the uh, the HBCUsports.com forum today. And I see where someone actually asked the question if the SWAC should leave ESPN. Well, that's twofold. On one side, yes, they probably should leave ESPN. But on the other side, you're contractually obligated to ESPN, you know, with this whole celebration situation, celebration ball situation. So, um, you know, I've talked about it on this show and I'll just read with, with the comment that, uh, who is this PB swag 77? And he's clearly an Alabama and M bulldog. Uh, he said, I really want the swag to break ties with ESPN and explore other options for a TV deal. I propose a combo deal with BET and TV one, Another option would be the NFL Network, which is starting to televise more college football, or we could do something revolutionary like get a streaming deal with Netflix or Amazon. ESPN just doesn't market our brand at all. For example, they rarely televise halftime, and I miss the days of marquee games on BET, even though they were taped. LOL. I get it. Once upon a time ago, those BET games with Charlie Neal and the guys, that, yeah. That was kind of the standard for HBCU sports, but it wasn't good. The broadcasts were not good. If you go back and look at any of those broadcasts from BET, yeah, the quality was not good. It wasn't. Oh, no. Oh, no. And do I think that TV One and BET would actually partner up and do something like that? Oh, hell no. Uh-uh. They're, they are direct competitors, all right? Um, but what you do have is a situation, that, and I don't think many are familiar with this, unless you are a fan of um, Division II football, but Aspire, Aspire actually does carry Division II football. I know they carry CIAA. Not sure if they still carry the SIAC, but, you know, I know once upon a time ago, not just last year, two years ago, you could actually watch those games because I remember Doug Stewart being a part of the broadcast team. I want to say he and Ryan were a part of the broadcast team, but anyway, um, you know, I get what you're saying. I understand exactly what you, what you're saying. But here's the here's the, the the real deal: is that right here on this show, for those of you that listen on a regular basis, I have gone on record as saying that the quality that NBC Sports, the quality of the broadcast that NBC, NBC Sports gives the Bayou Classic, is the quality broadcast that I would like to see for all HBCU games that are televised. I, I would really like to see that. I mean. NBC Sports, and I guess because they've been doing it at this point, they've been doing it for a really long time, the Bayou Classic, that is. Um, I guess they've just kind of perfected it. But ESPN might need to take a few a few notes. Just a few notes. I mean, because, you know, PB Swag is, he's right. He's, he's right about missing halftime and knowing that that's a huge part of HBCU sports. I mean, there are many that will say that if the band, if there is no band, there are no fans. 
mean, that's what a lot of people say. I mean, and as a band guy, I've gone on record. I, I mean, that is my belief to some degree as well that the band brings in a certain amount of people. And when you're watching, you know, if I'm watching Alabama state versus Texas Southern and it's at Texas Southern and I couldn't drive all the way out there, guess what? I want to see the football game, but I also want to see halftime because that is a big part of the whole HBCU component. And, you know, in talking with uh, John Grant, who is the executive director for the celebration bowl, ESPN, really don't care about that kind of stuff. I just got to be very honest because I've, you know, I've talked to John on the show. I've talked to John on the phone and I've been, you know, a huge advocate like John, we really have to push this. So it, it, it looks like what we're accustomed to, you know, and the one thing the ESPN does not care about, they do not care about the classics, right? And we know uh, the HBCU community that is, we know how big classics are. And we know that the celebration bowl, uh, if it was called the Celebration Classic or the Celebration Bowl Classic or something like that, man, you would have so many more people there because it's it's something about that word classic. When you when you attach that word classic onto an HBCU football game, oh boy, get ready to sell tickets out the wazoo. I'm just I'm just saying. And so the 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 biggest thing is is that ESPN don't really care about putting seats, putting butts in the seats because they care more so about people watching at home, right? They don't care about the HBCU experience or the game day experience. They don't care about that. They just want people to be at home with the network turned turned on watching. That's all they care about. And and so when we are able to find a um a broadcast company that gets that, like NBC Sports, that actually gets that, then I think we'll see a situation where we'll be able to in, in have the, the the whole experience included. You know, I know that there have been some folks, uh, Curtis, uh, Curtis Simmons comes to mind, uh, actually tried to launch the HBCU network, I think it was called HBCU X, tried to launch that, not sure what happened with that, but the, the way that he had it mapped out was it was going to be, you know, all conferences, and they were going to have the big games televised, but you were going to get the full experience. And so, I don't know. We'll we'll see uh, down the road how this works out, or or maybe it's something that people can talk to the talk to um, ESPN about. Since we are partners, and not me, not this show, but the the SWAC and the MEAC, and God bless the MEAC because I'm not sure if the MEAC, uh, I'm not sure what's going to happen with the MEAC at this point. Jesus. Oh, my God. I'm just not really sure. And this is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway uh, hanging out with you guys on a Thursday night. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you guys are doing well out there, man. I know here in Atlanta, the weather's been crazy. You know, we've been getting rain. Then it'll stop after five minutes. And then in the evening, you'll get a good 10-minute rain. Then it'll stop. It's it's foolishness. But anyway, um, getting back to this whole Bethune Cookman to the the SWAC. Now we're talking about a SWAC with 12 teams, ladies and gentlemen. I said at the top of the show, somebody in the East has got to go. That would probably be Alcorn State University, even though I think they would go kicking and screaming because they've truly been dominating over the last five years. They've just dominated the the Eastern, uh, the, the division rather. 
And so I think they might go kicking and screaming. I know Jackson State ain't trying to go. But, um, you know, this realignment thing, people have been talking about realignment for, man, the last three or four years that I can remember. Really, ever since Hampton defected from the MEAC to the Big South, and then, you know, with the whole North Carolina a now we have FAM, now we have Bethune, we could possibly have Delaware State at some point. Um, I just never imagined that we could be looking at these scenarios at this point. It, it's really unbelievable when you think about, I mean, for the swag, for a swag fan like myself, it's great for me. It, it works great for me. But I'm a historian to a certain degree when you talk about these HBCUs and HBCU sports and all of that. And so from a a history perspective, it really hurts because in order for the MEAC to survive using exclusively HBCU schools, they're going to have to pull from the CIAA or from the SIAC. And not sure if those schools are going to want to pay the money to move up. All right. And what you could end up with is a situation where, again, I mentioned it uh, earlier, where Delaware State leaves. Howard goes to the Patriot League or the Ivy League. South Carolina State actually moves down. And now you have nothing. I mean, you just got a a handful of schools at that point. It's scary, man. It's scary, and I'm not sure if the MEAC is really going to survive. Just last week, I was like, oh, the MEAC, oh, it's going to survive. They're going to be all right. But at this point, man, I'm really not sure. I'm really not sure if the MEAC can survive losing another institution. It's going to be very interesting to see how this thing uh, happens, you know, moving forward. You know, do they dissolve it? Do they pilfer from the CIAA or the SIAC? Unbelievable. Unbelievable times that we living in, man. I just never thought, like I said, I never thought we'd be talking about conference realignment and super conferences within HBCU sports landscape. I just, yeah, I just didn't. I, I didn't. And, and, and maybe that's my bad for thinking that, you know, for wearing blinders, if you will, you know, when it comes to the whole HBCU landscape. But I just never could imagine that this would be happening right now. 2020 has been a crazy year. Let's just say that. (laughs) All right, coming up on the other side, man, we are going to put a bow on this thing. A couple other things I want to talk to you about before I get up out of here. And, of course, uh, we are celebrating. We are commemorating the year of 2002. So we'll continue that and much more right here on the HBCU Report. All right, everybody in the car. Let's go. What are we going to do first when we get there, Mom? Go for a hike? Sure. What about canoeing? Can we go canoeing, too? I don't see why. How long does it take to get to the forest? It's not that far, sweetie. (sighs) Are we there yet? Yep, we're here. Already? It's a short drive from your neighborhood to your naturehood. 
Visit discovertheforest.org to find a neighborhood park or green space near you. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the U.S. Forest Service. If you missed the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway, here's what you missed. Mo Williams, head basketball coach of the Alabama State University men's basketball program. Uh, I know you haven't seen the guys yet, but once you get the guys in, what is it that you know you're going to have to do in order to be able to change the culture per se? Laying the foundation down on how I operate, how my staff operate. Um, That's the culture, you know, and it starts with that. And culture is no different from foundation. Same definition for me. Um, Setting the foundation and obviously creating an identity, who we are, who we are. If someone say Alabama State, they're going to have something to say of who we are as a team. Um, Teams that don't have an identity usually not pretty good. Um, So you want to develop a culture, develop who you are, develop who you recruit, uh, who you attract. Um, That's important. And, And obviously, the most important thing, and I echo this with everybody I talk to, is getting these kids graduated. HBCU sports fans, you finally have a voice. This is the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway. It's that bounce right here. Time to move on. Time to be strong. Don't stop now, straight to the top, man. That's what I need. Come on, Believe again. If you happy, then be with him. Go ahead, mommy, breathe again. Go ahead, mommy, breathe again. Don't stop now, straight to the top now. Go ahead, mommy, make it hot now. I need me a love that's gonna make my heart stop now. And what I need is simple. Five foot five with dimples, potential, wife credentials. Know about the life I'm into, life I've been through, and how I had a trifling mental. So ride with me, G4, fly with me. Times get hard, cry with me, die with me. White Beach Saints, lie with me. My advice is forget the limelight. Let's make love while we listen to Frank White. So tight, now I understand. Yeah, take that. Come on. What should I say now? Come on, mom. Been a whole day now. I wanna lay around and sip colada. Dipped in Prada. I'm smooth as Eric Estrada. Dipped in dollars. We out in Vegas, Nevada. Bubble bath in a champagne glass. About the size of a campaign ad. You don't know how you looked at me. But if love was a crime, you a crook to me. Cause mommy, I done been around the world. Seen a lot of places. Been around your girl. Believe I read faces. I could tell she don't want me prevail. But I learned my lesson watching Sean stressing. So why listen to her and start getting Mommy, you ain't ready to ride to start dressing. I need a girl to receive my mom's blessing. Confession, my love, no contesting. I need affection. Need affection. Let's go, Mary. Girl, what the hell is on your mind? Yeah. I could be done, but I'm not blind. Come on. There's something leaking in your mind. Put your mind right. Don't look too good for you and me. Always getting weak. That ain't what I need, baby. Is a pretty woman next to me? Yeah. Oh, please, baby. To share the dreams that I believe. I need a girl in my life. Maybe we can start a family. Start a family, baby. Someone to truly understand, baby. How to treat a man. 
where the sun don't shine forever, but as long as it's hidden, we might as well shine together. <laughs> Classic right there. P. Diddy. I need a girl part two right here on the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway hanging out with you guys on a Thursday night. A Thursday that we find out that Bethune-Cookman is headed to the SWAC, and the SWAC is now officially a power conference, man. The HBCU Power Conference, 12 teams deep. Oh, my God. If you had told me 12 months ago that this would happen, I would have been like, nah, you a fool. (laughs) You a fool. Don't forget to follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HBCU Report. Also, when we're not here, we're there. There is sportsnewsandbrews.com, your official source for sports, black news, political news, and the latest on your favorite craft beers. Shouts out. I mentioned it earlier, but, you know, I never can give enough shouts out to uh, folks when they actually are doing me a favor. Uh, Ken Rashad, HBCUsports.com, picked up uh, the interview that we did with Rudy Hubbard um, Tuesday night, and uh, he wrote about it, and man, and that thing is picking up traction. It's nationwide now, and so uh, shouts out to them. Shouts out to Coach Hubbard. I told Coach Hubbard Tuesday night, I'm going to do all I can to get you in, Coach. We're going to get you in. And, and the thing about it is uh, we got to bring awareness. And so really it's up to the school and it's up to the, the conference to get him in. But, uh, you know, we're going to do everything we can on this end to promote the fact that uh, Rudy Hubbard is the only HBCU football coach to win an NCAA National Football Championship. And he deserves to be in the College Football Hall of Fame class of 2021. Uh, You know, we shouldn't have to keep fighting these fights. You know, we were fighting this fight for Ken Riley just months ago and then we ended up losing Ken a couple weeks ago we were fighting this fight for him to try to get him into the pro football hall of fame where he should rightfully be where he should rightfully be and uh you know it's kind of sad that that we are um here in 2020 and we are still having to fight in order to make sure that our guys get the recognition that they deserve and it it, it it really hurts me. I, I can't lie. It, it really pains me because Ken Riley, uh, I mentioned on the show, I think last week, two weeks ago, 65 interceptions on the career. He's number five all time. He's number five all time. 65 interceptions in this NFL. Yeah, it gets you into the Hall of Fame without a doubt. And while we're talking about FAMU, uh, the news came out today that uh, Jackson State will actually be kicking off the season versus FAMU. So we get an early preview of what the 2021 season is going to look like. You know, and it, look, if I'm not right about what I'm going to say and what I've been saying, then okay, sue me. I'm very excited about these matchups. I mean, seeing FAMU and Jackson State on the schedule, oh man, that looks really good. But I don't think we're going to have a season, ladies and gentlemen. The Bayou Classic holding out for hope. The Magic City Classic holding out for hope. I don't think it's going to happen. And as Ken Rashad was uh, saying on the show last week, you know, because many of these classics are at the start of the season, um, like the Southern Heritage, the Detroit Classic, even the uh, MEAC SWAC or the SWAC MEAC, as I like to call it, especially since the, the balance of power has changed. It's definitely the SWAC MEAC challenge. Um... I think that, you know, we're going to see, we're going to start seeing some cancellations, you know, and I don't want you guys to be upset or disappointed. Just know that somebody is trying to look out for you. Um, I, I feel some kind of way about it. 
I mean, you know, I love the Magic City Classic. I go to the Magic City Classic every single year. But when you see these uh, COVID numbers just continue to spike, you don't really want to play games with that. And I would rather miss a classic this year, miss some games this year, and just go, I mean, balls to the wall next football season. That's what I would, that's what I would much rather do. You know, because at least I know by that time we should have uh, a um, a vaccine for it. And, you know, we should know a whole lot more about COVID-19 by next fall. And I know a lot of y'all excited. A lot of y'all, you know, you know, schedule your your whole second half of the year based around your, your HBCU, you know, wherever you went to school or whatnot. But I, I promise you, it's it'll be better. It'll be better to be safe. I promise you that because when you look at these pros and you look, the Major League Baseball is about to get get underway. But I promise you they're going to have some COVID issues. I promise you. Even though baseball is the most social distance sport, I promise you they'll have some issues just like as the NBA is trying to gear up for uh, the, the conclusion of the season. You have people testing positive left and right just like at some of these colleges. I'm not sure what's happening at the HBCUs, but I do know that my good friend Broderick Fobbs over at Grambling State University has uh, been calling for the cancellation of practices and all of this stuff because, you know, he gets it. It's better to be safe than sorry. You know, there's no need to put these kids at risk because of the almighty dollar. There's just no reason to do it. And so uh, we'll see. Um, how this is going to play out because of course this is just I mean here we are this is June what, what's the day June 25th yeah I promise you within the next I'm going to go the next six to seven days six to seven days because from what I understand there are some schools that will be meeting around July 1st uh, if not sooner to, to map out a plan I think July 10th is maybe the latest date that I've heard uh, that some schools will meet to come up with a plan. But if these universities, and, and if I'm not mistaken, I think North Carolina A&T is supposed to, I think, do they have theirs on July 1st? I think theirs is on July 1st. Well, they're going to make their decision. And so if that is the case and they decide to go uh, online, like 100% online, then that pretty much just cancels their football season. And so then it will be a trickle-down effect from that. And so I think that we're going to start to see it. I mean, I don't want to see it, but I think that just um, just based on the numbers and just based on the way that uh, this COVID thing is happening and the fact that we're supposed to get a second wave in August, yeah, I just think that it's better to be safe than sorry. All right, so um, you can either take it or leave it, you know, because if the game's going to be played, you can go, but guess who won't be there? Rob Calloway will not be there you know, I, I would do everything I can to cover these games from the crib, but I will not be at a football game this fall. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Unless they can put me in the press box away from everybody else. Then maybe. Then maybe. But, um, yeah, that about do it, man. Crack staff. Y'all good? Y'all good? Everybody good? All right. Well, if everybody's good, man, all hearts and minds are clear. That about do it for another edition of the HBCU Report. Uh, <laughs> Bethune Cookman. Coming to the swag. Oh my God. Oh my God. (laughs) 
Oh, man. But of course, I'd like to thank you, the listener, because without you, there would be no HBCU report. Don't forget to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend that the HBCU report is live three days a week, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturdays. Tuesday and Thursday, we're right here on the mothership. Saturday mornings, we're over on xsquadradio.com for the big show featuring DJ Jelly with the halftime mix. And so you definitely want to make sure that you are tuned in to that in uh, a couple of days. Yeah, we're just two days away from the big show. Um, what else we got? Oh, follow us on social media. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HBCU Report. When we're not here, we're there. There is sportsnewsandbrews.com, your official source for sports, black news, political news, and the latest on your favorite craft beers. And that'll about do it, folks. Just remember that tomorrow's not priming, so we've got to be the best version of ourselves every damn day. See you guys Saturday morning, 9 a.m., xsquadradio.com for the HBCU Report Big Show with DJ Jelly and the Halftime Mix. This is the HBCU Report. I am Rob Calloway. Have yourselves a great evening and an even better Friday. Go. It's the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway.